But also, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just delete it. <laughs> I don't actually, you know, what is time? <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Snark Squad Pod, a media podcast that does actually still exist. And when it sometimes exists, is full of friendship, feelings, and (laughs) snark. I'm Nicole Sweeney. My name is Vaniness. And we are joined today by no one because we're doing our 2021 year in review. We finished 2020 and we were like, oh my god, we only uploaded like 10 episodes. Um, in fact, we made a point of uploading our 2020 interview on the 31st, I think, or something along those lines, because we wanted to like get it to 10. And and then we came into 2021 with really big ambitions. We had big plans. It, it was supposed to be the better year. You know, like 2020 sucked, 2021 will be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had checked really quickly and we we uploaded eight episodes last year. We did record 10 episodes. Um, so the next two episodes that will come out after this, we have a, an episode on Black Widow and then an episode on The Suicide Squad that we recorded last summer. And, you know... The, uh, the, it was a, it was a year. It was. <laughs> I started a doc. Do you remember me telling you that I was doing this? I started a doc, um, twenty twenty one media doc. Last modified April fourth, twenty twenty one. I I don't remember. Oh, for you to like track what you were like. Uh huh. To track my cute. year. Yes, because we always sit cute. down to do this and are like, shit, I forget what I watched uh, right. or read or whatever. And then we're like looking at the number of episodes, like looking at our podcast episodes as our reference for what we watched. Mm-hmm. Also cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited to do this year in review, even though like, you know, we stopped making episodes just because we've done it every year. And so that felt like something we had to do. But uh, yes, everything about what happened last year, including my media consumption is like, a big shrug like yeah i don't i don't know uh so we're going to remember and or discover together i guess across this this episode because what was 2021 that is my question yeah that's that's yep <laughs> I, I, that's a question for me to answer absolutely not nobody has the answer we don't have our list of podcast things to reference but you asked me before we started recording whether our big mcu rewatches were this year and i told you yes but then i wasn't sure and what we do have is our discord chat the 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 record of every <laughs> thought we've ever had uh, and i searched for iron man and it looks like that was happening circa march of 2021 so uh, i think in the run up to wandavi- the wandavision podcast recording so like we watched wandavision and we live streamed it and then after we live streamed it we both went back and rewatched the mcu movies to lead up to rewatching WandaVision for the podcast episode. Yes. I then rewatched the MCU like two more times. <laughs> two more times? I knew of one. <laughs> I definitely did two full MCU watches while I was still in my apartment. I moved in 2021. That was also, I don't know, a big life 
event. I definitely did MCU rewatch twice in my apartment. I don't really remember when, but then I started doing it with my mom after I moved. We are up to now like WandaVision. Like that's actually, no, we watched WandaVision too. That's that's yeah. the last thing I did with my mom was watch WandaVision. So I am currently near the end of my third in a year. <laughs> my third time through the MCU. I don't really know how this happened. Um, I guess here's here's how this happened. And this is probably going to be like indicative of larger media things. Comfort. I wanted comfort. Yes. Um, relatively few brain cells. And the thing that's fun about these MCU rewatches is that when I suddenly feel like a brain cell is being activated, it's like, ooh, fun. And I can type my little message, you know, type my little thoughts to you in our little chat. Ooh, I watched this movie and I had this feeling. And then I can go back to no brain cells. And that's that's been great. That's been really, that's, that's that has been the vibe. I feel like in a lot of ways, when I was thinking back and having absolutely no concept of when 2021 began and like what were the things that happened last year it sounds like a joke but i honestly <laughs> i i it is i even looking at like the episodes that we did put out mm -hmm. i'm like we watched like shadow and bone like that was <laughs> <laughs> not like two years ago honestly that's how it is happening in my brain uh -huh. so when i like sat down to try and piece together what i've been watching or consuming in 2021 or, or what i did the thing that I mean, the main thing was to me the MCU. Movie wise, I didn't watch a lot of movies, just the MCU. But it's not even like the quantity of it. I feel like because we originally went through the MCU in the podcast the way that we did, it was on rewatch that I was like, oh, I love this. I fell in love with right. the MCU just binging it the way that we did. We already had all the thoughts, right? Uh -huh. We had the thinky thoughts. We had the brain cells activated, but this time we could just turn it off mm -hmm. and enjoy. And it really, like, it was like, oh, okay, I really do enjoy this. And this is like good. Mm -hmm. I mean, not all of it is great, <laughs> but it is good. It's good. Yeah. I feel like even, even the worst of it is, is still like good. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I, you know, I retract that statement, um, not because I have a specific example, but because I don't want to be held to that statement. <laughs> and, you know, some listener whose brain cells are working will be like, well, actually, I will uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be like, oh, man, yeah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> well, in addition to like the MCU stuff that we rewatched, it was just a big year for like new material in the MCU. Mm -hmm. So having that happening in tandem, like going back and being like, oh, okay, I'm re-falling in love with this. But then like, ooh, awesome, all this cool new material in a format we hadn't seen it before. Like 2021 was the MCU year for me, for sure. If you have not seen our little YouTube live streams, I think they're pretty fun. I mean, if you enjoy this podcast, you would probably enjoy these <laughs> live streams. Um, If you don't enjoy this podcast, I really don't know. I don't know why you're I don't know what you're doing. You should you know, love yourself. Um, and, and definitely don't listening. watch our live streams. <laughs> and don't watch our live streams. But if you do enjoy this podcast, I think the live streams were fun. Another big 2021 thing, though, is that in the second half of the year, when we stopped putting out content, uh, we now that we were, you know, both vaccinated and 
and all of that good stuff, we actually got to see each other's faces again. And so that's what we were yeah. doing instead of making content. Uh, we were like, <laughs> <laughs> what if we like hung out? Uh, what if that happened? Um, so I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like we like doing this stuff. I, I know it doesn't seem like it because of how we didn't do it for six months, but we do actually enjoy doing this. But also it's mostly because it feels so central to our friendship. Like our friendship is that we make content together. <laughs> so. The tagline for this is friendship. Like that's the first part is like right. friendship. <laughs> right. Uh, so yes. But then we got to have a friendship in person. And so it was like, well, all right. Well, a friendship in person. So like di- different, usually when we're seeing each other a few times a year, like we're going and we're doing something. Yes. And we're often not, consuming media together when we're consuming media together it's like this it's podcasts it's on discord we're just Mm -hmm. talking about stuff but because we were still mid-pandemic like you came and you spent time here in my apartment and then i went and i spent time (laughs) like in your house we just like hung out on each other's couch and so we like actually watched content together uh-huh wild content we we did we consumed some content together i think when we were at your place what did we do we watched what if what if and we started um only murders in the building did you ever watch any additional episodes of that show i did but i did not finish it okay <laughs> <laughs> i also actually did not finish it i got i think all i have left is the finale mm. i had more fun watching that with you though that was like one yes. of those things where when i was by myself it was like well this is less fun. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, it was a little bit of a bummer. We watched most of What If uh, at your place, and then you came here, and it like the the final episode aired while you were here um, at at my place. So we got to watch all of those episodes together. But then when you came here, we were sort of like passing back, picking a media thing. We watched The Voice. And then you put on um, Great Brit- Great British Baking Show, uh-huh, uh-huh. which I, I I did watch more episodes of. I haven't I didn't finish that season, but I did I did continue watching it after you left. That's exciting. And when Netflix was like continue watching, and I said okay, sure, sure, <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> sure, Netflix, uh, let's do it. I unintentionally kept picking sad shit, so yes, I only lovers left alive. Um, which is a Tom Hiddleston like vampire movie. Tom Hiddleston and Tilda Swinton. And what else? What else did I pick? There was something else. In, uh, inside. Oh yeah, <laughs> both <Bo-Bans laughs> inside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- th- those were my selections. Were and you chose Stardust. Yep, Lula Rich. Lula. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then, like, I was going for the upbeat sort of thing, but then I was like, oh, I heard Mayor of Easttown uh, mm-hmm. is really good. Little did I know those were more your vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but we watched the entire thing together. So. Well, we, okay, so we, we watched most of it. And mm-hmm. then a friend of ours who lives in Iowa, um, it's only like a few hours drive from my house, was turning 30. And like, again, because of pandemic things, she had no plans, like wasn't really going to do it, just, was just going to hang out with family. And so we were like, fuck this, we're driving to Iowa. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so we were watching Mayor of Easttown before we did our little Iowa road trip and like pointedly did not finish because right. there is an episode where a character dies we were both so 
angry, betrayed, distraught, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, deeply upset with Mayor of Easttown. We jointly rage quit the show. But then we got back from Iowa and we we're like, we have to like we have to finish watching this. And so like we got back at like the night before you had to go to the airport and uh, so we finished watching the show. It sounds like a joke again, but literally we finished that episode. We went to bed and like the next day we were checking in like, you're still really upset about this, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. It's like ruined, not my life. That's a little dramatic, but it, it you know, it, we had really... a cutesy nickname for this character. Um. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was so... I don't know. And the it so it makes the like TV show experience of that really interesting to me. The best TV show that I watched all year is WandaVision, hands down. Hands down. But I'm not saying that this is second best, but it was such such an emotional reaction <laughs> that I will never forget like the way that I felt after after that episode. So uh-huh. yes. Where some of this other stuff is like, oh, we watched that last year. Mayor of Easttown? No, no. I will always remember. I will always remember <laughs> watching Mayor of Easttown. Which on the whole was mostly a good show. It was a little yes. trauma porny. That there were definitely some moments where it was just like, this is this is excessive. Like you're just I don't know, let her chill. Let Mayor let Mayor live. But mostly what I remember is the experience, the emotional experience <laughs> of watching. Of rage quitting two episodes before the end and just being mm-hmm. like, We're ne- we're not gonna watch this. And that like pass back experience or whatever is also now going to be permanently embedded in my brain, like in terms of how I think about everything else that we watched too. Like mm-hmm. I just like Yep, there was me just picking depressed girl hour media. Uh, And then you said, what if we watched a fairy tale? Yes. (laughs) Wholesome British bakers. You're like, should we watch this like movie about like uh, depressed vampires? And I was like, what? (laughs) In this economy? Okay. (laughs) The thing is that. I had only seen Only Lovers Left Alive once before, and I genuinely did remember it being, like, more hopeful. But, like, in like in my brain, I was like, yeah, it's, there's, it's like this suicidal vampire, but then he's like, no, I want to live, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And, but the thing, the thing to note is that I watched it, it was like the very beginning of 2021, what, like January 2021, when I watched it. So, like, I think really this is commentary on where I was at emotionally in January of 2021 <laughs> that I thought this was an optimistic movie. <laughs> so, uh, yes. <laughs> and this podcast is going to devolve into just like groans. <laughs> the only reason that I know that that's when I watched it is because it made it onto my little doc. I see it on the, 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 the list of things that I documented before my birthday in 2021. And then my birthday was apparently when I gave up and said, I'm over it. Uh, I can't be bothered to keep track of of this. I watched Short Term 12 with Brie Larson. I went on this whole kick where I was watching other movies with MCU actors <laughs> like, mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. the like the MCU watching. Well, that also explains Only Lovers Left Alive. Yes, that's yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That is that is how I landed on Only Only Lovers Left Alive as well. Only Lovers Left Alive, Short Term Twelve, the King Kong movie that Skull and Skull Island. Yeah, Skull Island. I watched that one as well, and then uh, I don't know a couple other things. I, I had like a whole 
went on a whole run of of non MCU movies starring MCU actors. Uh, I, I don't know why. No real reason. It was our MCU year. That's yeah, the reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the whole thing. I'm trying to think of what I still have not been back to a movie theater since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's not really like a thing where I'm like, I don't know, actively making that choice because of a sense of like, danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just stopped going during the pandemic. And I, I don't know, I haven't been back. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think of like, what else, what other movies that I watched, but I think everything was MCU related and in my house. And in fact, when uh, I still haven't watched uh, Shang-Chi because it was only in the movies and I didn't go. It just came to, to Disney Plus. So I, I, yes. I that is one of the things that I watched late, late 2021 because it finally came to Disney Plus. Um, I have not watched The Eternals because that one was only in the theaters. I watched. No, wait, I'm lying. I went to see The Eternals in theater. Where yeah, I was thought I? so. I was like, I'm pretty sure you when you were with uh, Sam and Lainey at Y'all Fest. Yes. Well, we were in Charleston. Oh, yes. I see. Memory loss. <laughs> I, <laughs> the one movie I've seen in theaters in all pandemic was The Eternals. Uh, we went when we were in Charleston. So, okay. Look at me go. The first movie that I saw in a theater uh, in May, I went to see Raya and the Last Dragon, Ah, Yeah, which was adorable. I loved it. But my association with this movie is that it's the first movie that I saw in the movie theater. Post, uh, post-pandemic post isn't correct because we're still in a pandemic, but uh, <laughs> since the pandemic started. Uh, there is no post-pandemic. No. I'm literally going through like list of 2021 movies and I'm like, I didn't see any of this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> when I went to see my parents, we went to see a couple movies. That's like my family's thing. That's like what we do when we all get together. I mean, we didn't at like Thanksgiving or Christmas this year. In years past, that used to be the thing that we would do when we all got together. Like we'd go see a movie on Christmas Day. Uh, and so when I went to go see my parents, I cannot tell you the names of these movies. One of them <laughs> was a movie with um, Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish, and it was bad. It was a it was a comedy with Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish, and I did not enjoy that movie. Um, there was a movie with Jason Statham where he um, he he's like he works for a private security place, and then it turns out that actually he he's like a he's a bad guy and he's trying to find another bad guy who killed his kid or something. I didn't, I don't know. There were a lot of fast cars in that movie. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I wish I could help you identify the fast car movie. Um, but no, no idea. Oh, we didn't go to the movies this year, but we did um, watch uh, Encanto on Disney Plus, and that was adorable. I have uh, not watched it. I probably watched the equivalent of the length of the movie in Encanto TikToks. TikToks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't ask me why why TikTok was like, you know, you you probably watched Encanto. And I was like, I haven't. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep watching these TikToks. So yes. <laughs> yes, that was going into the movie. I was like, I know one song. And I don't even know the whole song. I know one verse from one song, but I know it well. Oh, I did watch another movie. <laughs> I watched Dune this year. Oh. That was in my in a in my house experience because as part of 
one of the book clubs that I do on YouTube, House Salt, we were going to read the book or attempt to read the book and then also watch the movie if we could to like discuss. And I quit the book. <laughs> I DNF the book. I could not even force myself for the book club, but I did watch the movie and that that was fine. That, that was okay. I feel like I would have liked it better in theater because it was such a visual experience and I was just like on my couch in my, in my you know, relatively small TV. But it was also like one half of the book of the first book. So it felt like just like a really extended introduction. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a lovely cast. So my parents have seen, they see every movie. They also don't usually have particularly long critiques they just are like oh we saw a movie and it was fun but the the one thing that they did complain about with dune was that the ending felt super abrupt that they were just like that wasn't that wasn't the end of like it was we were watching a movie and then all of a sudden they just said okay you're done yeah this is like my complaint about anything even in book series or whatever if you're in a series like i get there's like cliffhangery things because the, the story is not complete but the the entry still has to feel complete right like there still has to be a beginning middle and end to whatever the entry is and dune did not feel that way it felt like an extended introduction so you felt it while you were watching because just of the pacing it was a little bit slow and stuff but then by the time you got to the end you're like well why'd i do that for <laughs> 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 and the answer is uh, the pretty cast, yeah. the score, the beautiful like visual experience, but like not the story. <laughs> <laughs> the story. Eh. Um, I'm I'm looking at this list of 2021 movies, and I have another one that you that you watched. Yes. Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> Did we do an episode? We did a live stream. A live stream. Yeah, here's the thing. We only uploaded eight podcast episodes, but we did like 20 live streams. Again, influenced by the fact that content is friendship. Before we were seeing each other's face again in person, we were like, why don't we just hang out (laughs) on live streams? (laughs) And that can be how we see each other. Um, So yes, we did a ton of live streams. Well, this was the four hour movie, right? Yes. Deleted. Deleted the entire experience from my brain. And I love that for me. Yeah, you didn't enjoy the experience. So that is your brain saying this is for the best. I would also highly recommend our little live stream of that too, though, because we had a good like mixed mix of, of reactions to it. Sam and Jessica, I think, enjoyed it, if I recall correctly. Um, it was just you and me on the, the hater train. <laughs> and boy, were we on it. <laughs> <laughs> but we seized every opportunity to pull Sam and Jessica onto the train with us. But that, that really was not their home train. No. And it's really, it really is a shame because, and I meant this every single time we talk about the DCEU but Superman is my freaking favorite character and I just can't win <laughs> it's always <laughs> it's always awful uh, and the fact that it was four hours and just very Snydery the last couple of years have not been great movie years for me apart from what we like picked to do for the podcast or mm-hmm. what we did when we were actually uploading the podcast regularly. So this is making me really, especially as I'm like looking at all of these movies that came out that I did have some interest in seeing. I want to make 2022 a better movie year for me because <laughs> <laughs> so like 
I enjoy a good movie experience and I just, I don't know what it has been about like pandemic and the last few years that it's not been a form of media that I turn to, but we have never set goals before on an episode, but I'm But just, she's doing it now, folks. I'm doing it. I'm putting it out there. I want 2022 to be a better movie year for me. You heard it here first. I really hope that happens for you. <laughs> questionable <laughs> but thank you <laughs> of goals to set that feels like a, a reasonable one you know yes. like you you pick something that is like optimistic like this is a thing that would be nice to have but also it doesn't really rely on like the world being good in any way whatsoever no. doesn't no. really even rely on your mental health being that great honestly nope. <laughs> um <laughs> So. <laughs> highly achievable just yeah. the way i like it <laughs> yeah. that feels like the only kind of goal that it's appropriate to set right now so oh that reminds me looking at this list too the, uh don't look up was also uh on my list of 2021 movies <sighs> that was an experience that i had the cast is fantastic the performances are all wonderful but like that was not fun for me. Like the satire, it like this is what is happening. Like I, I don't know. Mm -hmm, I, just, mm -hmm. I just watching that movie in this economy was very like, yep. This is this is how Earth would respond <laughs> to a meteor. So like I don't know, man. This I'm not. I am. I'm not amused by these jokes. I'm just depressed. I saw a trailer and I was like, mm, immediately no. Immediately no. Yeah. Uh, so, and then I think I heard you, oh, on your live show with Deboki talk a little bit about it. And I was like, I feel like I've made a good decision to not watch this. What about TV shows? Did you watch any good TV shows other than obviously um, the MCU gave us Four TV shows in 2021. I haven't even finished watching Hawkeye yet. Oh, oh, five TV shows. What if? Also, what if? Sorry. Oh, what if as well? Yeah. So I, I have. I've watched four of the five. Well, I finished four of the five. What else did I watch this year? A great question. <laughs> uh, we've mentioned the Great British Bake Off. We mentioned uh -huh. Maravie's Town. I, I started a bunch of stuff that I have not finished. The Wheel of Time started it, didn't finish. I think I watched like the pilot to Manifest and like didn't continue watching that. We already talked about Only Murders in the Building, which I started and didn't finish. It is like always sort of my brand that I start things and don't finish. But this year has been particularly bad with wanting to end things <laughs> or like follow through oh sweet tooth i started and didn't finish even though i was like super excited for that one but okay so okay here's the actual thing is that like when my mental health is not great i just i don't do well with media that is brand new to me because i start to get like anxiety because of the like media that I'm watching. And that's what really, really happened with Sweet Tooth because he's mm -hmm. a precious little baby boy and he oh, ma, making really bad decisions and putting himself in danger. So I think I was able to watch three episodes before <laughs> I had to like bail and be like, even though I know how the story goes, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> I, I've I know where this is going, but probably because I know where I, you know, like knew where it was going. I was also like, I, I cannot do this. So that was another one. Oh, Fate, the Wink Saga, I started and didn't finish. You were recapping that one. Yep, yeah, we were recapping that one. I, I started it 
not to recap. I was just watching it. And then like I hit a certain point. I was like, nah, got to recap. Got to recap this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's too good. Um, but I didn't finish watching it or recapping it. So <laughs> I didn't watch my most recent thing that I didn't finish because of uh, anxiety reasons um, was the, the finale of the most recent season of The Great. So I watched whatever, nine episodes. And I, I don't know. I just my brain was like, no. And <laughs> no. My older experiences with rage quitting things, there's usually something specific that I can pinpoint and be like, this is the thing that it was doing that like tipped me over the edge. I, I, I don't even know what it is. I just I was feeling anxious and I was just like, Okay, we're gonna leave it there then. <laughs> That's um, goodbye, goodbye to this show. Uh, I, I I may never know what happens in the. I mean, I don't know if the if the show gets a third season, I will probably go back and watch <laughs> the finale yeah. of this season first. But I wasn't feeling it. I feel like every year that we've done this, we've talked about how you watch reality TV, but I don't really. Yeah. Um, but then I go on to say like the reality TV that I did actually watch. So great British Bake Off. But also this was a really heavy bachelor year <laughs> because <laughs> they had two different bachelorettes like back to back. And then they started, they just recently started, that's actually 2022, uh, a bachelor season. And then they had uh, the bachelor in paradise that happens like across the summer. And my sisters and I, that's like our, our weekly sister date. We usually have dinner. We watch, we send the kids to the room and we're like grown up time. <laughs> we watch The Bachelor. <laughs> and then the entire time we're literally like, why do we watch this? Because the secondhand embarrassment is out of control, but we keep doing it anyways. And we watched every single episode that happened this year. We were very, very invested because it was just a drama filled year between picking two bachelorettes. Chris Harrison, who is the usual host, said some like racist things. So they got rid of him as the host, even though he's been the host since like the entire run. So it was just like a very intense year for any of my Bachelor friends fans out there. <laughs> I actually didn't really watch. I mean, The Voice was, was basically it. I think there was a challenge season in the first half of the year that I watched. There has been a lot of, of the challenge this year, actually, because there's now like a, a separate like a spinoff series with mm. OG cast members, mm. uh, like on Paramount Plus. And that's really the main reason that I haven't watched that is because it's on fucking Paramount Plus. But I and then but there has been a, a more recent like normal season, too, that I also did not watch. I kept meaning to. But I honestly, for me, it's just like what I did this year was was like so like I like I, I just like I made clothes and as a result all of my usual media stuff uh just I I don't like was not was not carving out time for um for fiction because um all fiction sometimes has to be sad and stressful and yes <laughs> um oh I did actually I did recently go on a whole like November and December not every night after work but like many nights after work I would just go and sit and like pick a random um either like like in December like I watched like the Netflix Christmas movies or some mm. other rom-com that I had seen that that was 
that was very much the the energy for the the last couple months of the year. Well, the the most of my time went to reading. <laughs> that was the <laughs> only form of media that it was like consistent with. Even though I did not track my reading for the majority of this year, which is wild to me because I always track my reading. I had to go like on January first of this year. Like I went on Goodreads and I was like. Let me try and remember <laughs> what I read. And I marked like, I don't know, 60 books as read through like notes and looking through my library and like trying to piece it together. And I know that I'm missing things. Right. And a lot of it also was just like uh, stuff that I always, you know, like this has been such a huge thing to me in talking about like media that we consume for content. If I don't have anything to say about it, or if I'm not consuming it in some way with brain cells, like I'm not really going to talk about it online. Right. Uh, or, because I like, I don't, I didn't consume it critically. What do, what do I have to say about that? So there are a lot of books that I was like reading and binging that way. And that's, I think, why I stopped tracking because I didn't have a review for Goodreads. I had nothing to say about it. I, you know, was just kind of like, whatever. I'm doing this to entertain myself for this very short amount of time. Uh, and that is all. Um, so reading was definitely where the majority of my media time went. But that isn't to say that I have like, better thoughts about what I read. (laughs) (laughs) The same level of commentary. What were some of the, I mean, I know that you're going to, you have like a whole video on this, but what were some of your like best and worst? Yeah. So I don't typically read a ton of nonfiction. Like I try to always read, my goal is like one nonfiction book a month. So I read something like, let's say 110 books last year, probably a little bit more. And maybe 12 of those were nonfiction books. But three of my like top 10 are nonfiction books. Hmm. Uh, So it was just like a really, really good year, I think, for me in nonfiction. So the best book that I read all year was Cast by Isabel Welkerson. And I read it in January, February, like very beginning of the year. But after I read it, I was like, this is the best book I'll read all year. And that was true. (laughs) Like that, that did not, that did not change at all. And then the other one was The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green, which I started sobbing during the introduction. I was listening to it on audiobook. <laughs> I literally started crying during the introduction and like just was routinely crying throughout the entire thing. And not even always sad cries. Some of it was sad cries. Some uh-huh. of it was like sad pandemic or like sad. Sometimes humans are not great. Right. Um, but most of it was like, wow, humans are amazing cries, mm-hmm. um, which was really nice to have like that balance. But I listen to that immediately bought myself a copy because it's just really really wonderful and then the other one was white tears brown scars and this is really funny because there was a tiktok trend that happened at some point this year where people were like it was a turn it off trend where like people would be crying and then the sound would go turn it off and then they would put like a mean face on so that started like discourse about white tears like the weaponization of white tears and so i was watching tiktoks about this and somebody had recommended this book in in particular in the comments like not anybody i knew somebody was just like read this and i was like 
I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really great. I highly recommend that everybody read it. Really thoughtful argument, and but really accessible and just something that, uh, I don't know, I guess I always tie now to like how I find it, uh, how I found it, but also like all of these things are things that like changed my mind about something in some way, which is always like a neat experience where you're like, oh, okay, that actually affects how I think or how I perceive the world. So those are all awesome. And I highly recommend them. How about you? How was your reading year? It was fine. Mm -hmm. Like I I enjoyed pretty much all the books that I read. Like I didn't really have I had one one star read. um, And it was a book that we read for like a work book club. Uh, Mm. (laughs) I I hated this book so much. I actually really did. I liked the book club. You and I have talked about this before that like, when you have any strong feeling like that is Mm -hmm. a good jumping off point for talking about something. And it's like the thing that we've been struggling with throughout this episode of the podcast, right? Is that like we consumed a lot of things that just sort of like sat there with us, you know, and it, like not not a lot of strong feelings um, one way or the other. And so I actually had a lot of fun talking about this book that it kind of seemed like we all hated. <laughs> so, yeah. Like I enjoyed that personally, but the book itself, um, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, uh, I think it was a TED Talk first and it only ever needed to be a TED Talk. It, he didn't it, He didn't need to have a whole fucking book. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> I, I also now can't, I didn't know anything about him besides this book, but I now can't stand this guy because fuck this book. Uh, that was the worst book that I read this year um the second worst book that i read this year was the eye of the world come at me Um, (laughs) spoilers uh, so we started a project this year over on youtube where we are like assigning each other things to watch or read (laughs) we did our first episode on bridgerton it's very fun uh i know that i'm biased but it's good. It's a fun. It's like objectively it's such like a good time. Objectively a great video. So you should watch that. Uh, but then my first assignment was to read The Eye of the World. And yeah, spoiler, we are actually going to finish this video that it should see the light of day sometime this month. The the My small spoiler, my experience with this was difficult enough that I like basically said, you can't assign me a, a book in the future. Like the, I'm done. I will not read books for this project um, because <laughs> because of this. Um, so. All I read is books, Nicole. Uh, I will say though, the reason that this project came about is because I read The Eye of the World uh, again, like in January of 2021. And I read it because it was coming out as a series on Netflix uh, or on Amazon, I should say. And so I was like, oh, I'll read the source material. And the entire time I was reading it, I also was not having a good time. But primarily what I was thinking was like, Nicole would hate this. Oh my God, Nicole would hate this. So I could not help that thought. So I shared this with her as I share all of my thoughts. Sure. And she was like, um... No, but this is so fun. What if <laughs> we did something around like predicting what each other would think about certain media? Uh, so the eye of the world is what started this whole project. It is also what immediately stalled. <laughs> <this whole laughs> it started and broke the project. 
<laughs> I mean, we'll we'll it will see the light of day. We have at least now both read it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which was the hardest part. I, I am optimistic that like going forward, we can get a better handle on like pacing and 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 whatnot with other things. The other thing, like I, I say, no more books. But really, the the thing to note about this book is that it is also the longest book that I read last year. It's eight hundred and fourteen pages. <laughs> 814 pages. I'm sorry, and I love you. <laughs> Fine. You can, I, I'll do a novella. You got, you got a book under 150 pages? We can talk. Amazing. So I, I mentioned books that I didn't like. My favorite book that I read last year by far was Last Night at the Telegraph Club. I say by oh. far, mostly because of like the emotional impact. Like I, I, I had a lot of five-star reads last year. There are a lot of like really amazing books. Like I'm scrolling through this list and I'm like, yep, I would recommend so many of these books. Last Night at the Telegraph Club just like hit me. Like there are just so many moments in this book that I just had feelings for my teenage self. Mm-hmm. Of all of the five-star <laughs> reads that I had in 2020, this one stands out simply because it was the most like personally affecting. It is historical fiction. It's set in the 50s in San Francisco. It's about a Chinese American teenage girl who is a lesbian and like her realizing that she's gay and also like the queer scene as it existed in San Francisco in the 50s. So like dealing with homophobia on the one hand, but then like the queer scene that she finds is overwhelmingly white. And so like racism there. And so like, I don't know, feelings of not fitting. There is a lot of really lovely stuff in this book, in spite of the the context that it is about a 17 year old Chinese American lesbian in the 1950s. It is also really hopeful in a way that doesn't feel disingenuous, which I also appreciated. My book that is like that, that was like the most emotional impact uh, was The Inheritance of Orquidea Divina by Soraya Cordova. And it is a magical realism book that is about a family. Basically, we follow three cousins who all get invited back to their grandmother's house. She invites them to her funeral, basically. She's like, I'm dying, come <laughs> over. Uh, and so they're like, what the hell? But they've grown up with like these fantastical stories from their grandmother that they've always thought were like weird or exaggerated, very like big fish like in that in that um, respect. Mm-hmm. But when they come back to visit her, they start really putting together the pieces of like what Orquidia's life was and how her life, her curse, her inheritance is affecting their lives. And so it's like a lot of magic around this idea of family histories that are often obscure or unknowable because of immigration and because like the way that a lot of those things are passed down verbally. And so you don't always get a full picture or because a lot of the ways that those histories are dark and sad and have like, you know, heavy things that though that our grandparents dealt with and and our great grandparents dealt with. So like how that translate as it gets pushed down into the generation. So absolutely like beautiful, magical, heart wrenching, but also it just, it hit me in a spot in my heart that I was like, okay, 
Um, <laughs> I love this. Uh, it was it was one of those books that is like I don't care if anybody else loves this ever mm-hmm. because this one was for me. Right. <laughs> so right, literally nobody else's opinion matters because the target audience has been achieved with me personally. <laughs> Even though I also did not like the Eye of the World, <laughs> it was not my least favorite read of the year. <laughs> there were worse ones, and all of them. I mean, not all of them, but like my three worst books that I read this year came to me via TikTok. Sure. So this is me saying I will no longer be accepting book recommendations from TikTok from Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armentrout, The Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas, and A Touch of Darkness by Scarlett St. Clair. All romances, two fantasy romances, one contemporary, all unfortunately self-published, so I feel a little bit mean uh saying that but not really because they were highly successful and and bad and bad they did not deserve (laughs) to be highly successful so i mean in fairness to eye of the world when i say that that's the second (laughs) worst book i read in 2021 i i am also saying that i did have like a good reading year and that i liked what Mm -hmm. i read i was absolutely only picking books that i was confident that I was going to like. And those both of the two books that I named are books that I did not pick, basically. That's that's what it yep. boiled down to was the other 58 things that I picked up were things that I like wanted to read. And yeah. I enjoyed them. I don't know. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot. You know what else? Okay. Okay. I'm I'm going through my list. And I thought I was picking a fight when I said <laughs> When I said the eye of the world, but um, I realized now that I also read the shadow and bone books in 2021 as well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I guess, again, I have to say, fight me. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like they're shorter. That's what I was about to say. That's yeah, the that's that is the thing like they're the shadow and bone books and the eye of the world are kind of neck and neck for me in terms of like which one I which experience I disliked more. I'm still going to have to give the edge to eye of the world and being the experience I disliked the most because it is just so fucking long. Those would also be on my list because I was supposed to read them, but I I bailed. Yeah. I bailed hard after book one. I was like, I cannot do this to myself. I, I will not force myself to read these. Uh-huh. Um, so who knows where they would be on my list. But I imagine that the experience of reading The Eye of the World is like worse because it is so long. But like technically... You can't do Robert Jordan that way. I, okay, let, yes, let me, let me clarify. <laughs> I disliked The Eye of the World more, but I do think The Eye of the World is a better book than okay. the Shadow and Bone trilogy, to, to, to be clear. <laughs> Nobody will recall this, uh, but I'm going to follow up with this. I think maybe across the last year or two years, I've talked about the chokehold that propaganda has on me. <laughs> Wow. Um, okay. As like okay. as I have been binging uh procedurals. I think last year it was Bones. I watched like six or seven seasons of Bones. This year I've been reading through the In Death series. I might have mentioned this last year as well. Like maybe I started it last year. It's like a 52 book series by Nora Roberts, writing under the name JD Robb. And it's set in like a futuristic 
sort of society. So it's a little further removed from like current day, especially because they don't carry guns. And like she's done some things where it's like, they're not regular cops. They're cool cops from the future. (laughs) (laughs) And our main character is somebody who has like experienced a lot of trauma and that is why she wanted to become a cop. So like the entry point there is also like, okay, I get it. Anyways, enough of me (laughs) (laughs) trying to justify uh, my propaganda choices in 2021. But it's a 52-book series, and I think I read 26 books this year. Wow. Um, So absolutely flying, binging through this series. I read 60 books this year. That would be half of the books that I read. Uh Uh Uh-huh. This is true. This is true. And the thing is that I didn't like them at first. Um, So I was like (laughs) reading them angrily. But for all of the faults that they have, the real thing that is now like hooked me is that it's a found family Mm. uh, because she's she's an orphan and so she doesn't have anybody. She's a cop. She meets a man and she gets married and and then she has a partner and then she like every book adds like a new little character. And... Oh man. Yeah. I love you, them so you much. Are, you are a noted sucker for a good found family. So. It is true. It is true. 26 books later, confirmed. And about, you know, and I'm going to finish a series. I suck at finishing series. Who would have guessed? Who had on their bingo board? Maddie <laughs> would finish a 52 book series ever. Um, but it's going to happen. So this is a, a, like a jumping off point in name only. It actually has like fuck all to do with, um, with cops. But another book that I really, really loved in 2021 that I would recommend, um, it's an, uh, older book, but it's a work in translation. Like I think it came out in the nineties, the memory police. It's a very weird little book. It takes place on, um, an unnamed Island off of an unnamed coast and uh, things start disappearing at like really random things hats and ribbons and birds and roses and like all of like all hats um and all ribbons all, and like and not only do the things disappear but like people don't remember the thing like there's one day like they they will wake up in the morning and the, a, th- a new thing will have been disappeared and people will like purge themselves of of all of, of all of their hats, of all of their ribbons, um, or whatever, and then just like never remember what those things were, like never remember having those things. And there are some people who don't like forget things, and they basically get disappeared by the like fascist government of this unnamed island. And so, like that setup primed me to expect the book to be something that it was not just because of like, I don't know, Western versions of like fascist dystopian novels. This book takes place from the perspective of somebody who is forgetting, who like is is forgetting things, who like isn't retaining the the things. She knows somebody who who is remembering. But like, I think that in and of itself, like, I think that the, I don't know, American author's version of this would take place from that guy's perspective, not hers. Mm, yeah. The book has this very, like, calm tone to it that you start out feeling like, oh, this is like an introductory thing, but then like tension will like ratchet up or whatever. But like, 
no because she doesn't remember like she doesn't remember there is this man who she is friends with who is like trying to tell her that this is terrible but she doesn't remember and like I I, I think about this book all the time Um, (laughs) and I mostly just like want to put it out there that I want people to read it because I I want people to uh, I want people to tell me what they thought about it (laughs) like (laughs) read this book and then I don't know tweet all of your feelings at me thank you just put a hold uh, at the library. Thank as you. We're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Hearing you talk about that reminded me that you watched Squid Games. Yeah. <laughs> this year. <laughs> we went to Y'all Fest uh, this year and there was like a whole panel around that. I mean, it was supposed to be like, I'm, I'm not going to go into how bad this panel was. It was supposed <laughs> to be like a jumping off point to talk about like similar sorts of stories or whatnot. Um, but anyways, I have not watched the show because I was really scared that it would be too, too scary yeah. for me. But you watched it, right? Yes, I did watch it. And I like, yes, like, I think that if you were to watch this, you would like want to watch it with people. I don't know. Maybe next time we wind up on one of each other's couches, uh, Uh (laughs) we can can watch it together. uh, Uh Because I think that that would be like necessary for you. I also really don't like gore. And this show was pretty gory. And we watched it with like, you know, original audio and the subtitles. Mm -hmm. That was a bit of a struggle because like my my reflex to close my eyes and look away and stuff. And so what I wound up doing for a lot of it was just like having my hand up over the screen (laughs) so I could see the bottom and keep reading. Uh, So that was a fun experience that I had. I really, really loved that show. There's a cop side plot that basically exists to give us, I don't know, kind of like in the Hunger Games when, we, when you see the game room, uh, like it's 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 like that. And like, that's really the main reason that this cop side plot is there. I think that it is the weakest part of the show otherwise. But I, uh, yeah, it it is it is very, very good. Uh, and I would recommend it. But you specifically should maybe have a friend have somebody in your company when you daylight daylight, (laughs) okay i said i wasn't gonna talk about it but on this panel the the person who was moderating it was like they were talking about how they felt about the panel and she led with that she really liked it or whatever like the big i guess con for her was that she didn't feel like it was realistic that people would go to such extremes to participate in game oh in my these God. games ah! <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sitting in the audience having never watched the show but having absorbed enough through like twitter and social media to be like isn't that the point <laughs> people are in such dire straits or extreme circumstances right. that they like yeah they get to this point and yes. she's sitting there like i just don't believe that anybody's be- life right. would be <laughs> I am anyone's so life privileged would be that. that i yes. actually cannot imagine i who's literal fucking job is imagining shit yes she also like took part of that panel to ask people like about what good came out of the pandemic for them? Like, what'd you pick up? And I was sitting in the, and I was like, I, I, I don't want any of this. 
No. I no. don't want any of this conversation. I gotta go. Yeah. I didn't leave. I did live tweet it, though. <laughs> <laughs> the only other uh, media thing, adjacent thing that I wanted to mention <laughs> is that when we took that drive, well, no, actually, we discovered this because when Nicole was here, uh, we drove to Orlando. And when we got in my car to start driving to Orlando, I pulled up my Spotify and it was like, do you want to create a playlist with your friend, Nicole? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, uh, well, one, creepy. <laughs> but two, yeah, I do. And so Spotify has this thing where you can like pair up with a friend and it will like create, curate like a playlist for you based on like common songs or kind of common interests in types of music. Uh, and we listened to that on the way to Orlando. And then when I was with her, when we drove to Iowa, we listened to it again. And like, it keeps refreshing. That's the thing that's yes. cool about it too. It's not the same <laughs> list. Although it was both times like jam packed with Olivia Rodrigo. Like, this is it, correct. In a way that just felt unreasonable to me. Like I didn't <laughs> listen to Sour a bunch when it came out, but like, I just, I, I don't know. Like I felt like Spotify was like overstating mm-hmm. the, the case. I also listened to it a bunch when it came out, but it, it was but I also feel like it was like okay you both listened to this a bunch when it came out but also like your high school playlist like I don't know the vibes of music that you like I feel like you will like this Uh, which okay yeah Um, but also (laughs) I just peek in there every so often to see what's new see what (laughs) oh uh uh (laughs) what if there are any new songs and then I can be like oh this is a new song from Nicole's side so (laughs) Like, I feel like I know what you're listening to thanks to this playlist, which I enjoy very, very much. Hashtag not spawn. Uh, we just really liked this. <laughs> uh, not spawn. But if Spotify wants to, uh, by all we means. We put out eight to ten episodes every year. <laughs> and on that note, that brings us to the end of this episode of the podcast. This is the part where I'm supposed to solicit your feedback on the thing that we watched, but we just chatted. So you can give us your feedback on, I don't know, us as people uh, at snarkspot.com slash pod. (laughs) Absolutely not. Tell us what you watched in 2021. Do not have any thoughts about me as a person. Thank you. What she said. Or you can find us on Twitter at snark underscore squad. I am at Sweeney Says. You can find me at My Name is Marines. This podcast is a Stark Squad production edited by me and the theme music that is playing us out right now is by Stefan Chin. Stefan Chin.